Hello. Hello there, and welcome to episode seven of About a Dog, where we're going to talk about what a, a dog. dog. We're going to talk about a dog. Um, I am Michael, and I'm Ashley. And well, we have we have some information to cover. I mean, I granted yeah. probably what we happened to us recently has nothing to do with this breed. But nope. do, you, do you want? Well, I it kind of began with me. So you want me to start? Um. Well, actually, kind of. Let's kind of back it up, so... Okay, let's put it in reverse. Let's go ahead and back this train up a little bit. So, right now, I'm currently dealing with a chronic illness that's kind of keeping me at home and um, worried and fretful, and it's called trigeminal neuralgia. Well, keep in mind, Ashley has club feet. Yeah, I was born with club feet. she's born with this, so she, her in pain, um, to quote... Um, uh, superhero, um, our old friends. Yeah. And she has told me that this particular pain is the worst possible pain she's ever felt in her entire existence. That is a whole new level of ouch. Yeah, and I've had appendicitis. I've had mm-hmm. cysts removed, multiple surgeries, um, in various different parts of my body. And right now, um, this is okay. horrible. And a cat... Just might get punished for making... Aston, again? How many times? Jesus, Aston. We're recording, and you come in here and you fuck around. You asshole. Oh. And we just earned our explicit rating. Yep. <laughs> if you're wondering why we rate all of our episodes as explicit, that's why, because... We don't know what the cats are going to do and piss us off. Yeah, we don't know what the cats are going to do. This is a conversational style, so whatever flies out of our I mouth mean, we don't even happens. have theme music or anything like that, but we do we, have a Patreon if you want to help. Yeah, we do have a Patreon, and this is also where I'm getting into things. Is um, So, I have trigeminal neuralgia. I'm not going to say the cause, um, because as of right now, it's still up in the air, and we're still trying to figure it all out. Um... But basically, it causes unbelievable pain for me on the right side of my mouth and upper jaw area. It's set off horribly by cold and biting into things and rubbing my face. We were out on multiple occasions, Ashley and I, and she would squeeze the closest part of me that she could get, which is usually one of my arms. Usually, if she's doing that, it's she's pulling the, I am not fast. But no, this was actually out of sheer agony that she was getting my attention. That, that tells you, I mean, when we're in Florida, the warm air and, and cool mm-hmm. climates were, there was hardly any problem. You yep. didn't hear a peep in regards to her pain. We yeah. get home, she yells if she sneezes. That's how bad this is. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of interfered with a lot of things in my life. Um, but there's a good benefit to it, I guess, because I'm home and hanging out and have more time to research things and all of that. I mean, I'd love to go into, um, the details in regards to this, but honestly, it's not really overly important. It's but, just the minutia of life, honestly, and but more I mean, than anything else, what we're doing is just making the best of what we have available, yeah. you know, and just keep moving forward. Um, and again, we do have a Patreon, and it just keeps things moving, keeps things going um, while we're dealing with everything. Um, and on top of that, 
both of our young girls are in season that we had hoped to breed at that was, some that point. That was fun this morning. We, we get up. Um, Doing usually, the nails. Usually for the morning, um, um, I want to say Xing, but I don't think everybody knows what I'm talking about. D- define that. For so Xing is short for exercising. It also comes from a term that is used at the dog show world called an X-pen. X-pen, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people in the dog sport, when they say that you're taking your dogs out to go potty, it's just easier for us to say we're Xing them. Right. It's just, I mean, for communication for us, I mean, it's yeah. like we have our own vocabulary or whatever, but normally in the morning, that's my job. Yep. Ashley would be preparing her evolutions, mm-hmm. you know, getting out of bed, um, which she has multiple alarms for, which you yeah. obviously do not. You know, Sherlock said, if you have multiple alarms, then you don't like what you're doing. So have fun with that one. Um, but normally in the morning, that's pretty much my job. And since it's been very rainy and wet, it's been more difficult because I have to keep an eye out for Alice and Rollo who like mud. So, um, but nevertheless, this morning was um, unique because Ashley wanted to do their nails and trim those up because we have a Dremel device and clippers and we pretty much did one dog at a time and they're all six dogs. Yeah. And we follow the general practice of every other week when they're being shown and bare bones minimum every four weeks when they're not being shown. So they were definitely due for it. And then I noticed, because I knew that Raven was coming into season, and I had actually hoped that she was going to hold out until February-ish when I could get my taxes done and then I could have tax refund babies. This is hardly the ish, dear, unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) It's not even February. So, you know... At the time of this recording, I should speculate. Because, I mean, right now we just released just a... Give you an idea of where we are on the timeline. Episode four. Yeah, episode four just came um, out today. So we record well in advance. Definitely. Just because life can get in the way and we want to make sure that we are on top of things. <laughs> I can actually say for you this guys. Without, without worrying about getting in trouble. I mean, we humans, we make plans. Life in the universe points and laughs. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, this is episode seven, but... yeah. And timeline speak, this is the end of January right now. Nearly, yeah. Um, so we're up to the, like the very last week at the time of recording. Yeah. So, so we've got both girls in season, and it's you know it's not like, ideal. Crack. And I'm like crap. <laughs> and I've got at least one boy picked out for Raven, and and a smattering idea for Celine. A smattering. A smattering, meaning... Is that like a smackerel, like Winnie the Pooh would want? No, I've got a few ideas of, you know, what do I want to do with Celine? Because she does have such a high drive that I'm like, but what do I want to do? Um, do I want her, the next generation, to tone it down and bring more of a pet line? Or do I want to keep that in there and focus more on structure? Which way do I want to go? For those of you who are not in the know, like me, because I just, I looked this up because I was like, the hell? Um, Smattering, noun. A slight superficial knowledge of a language or subject. Use it in a sentence. Edward had only a smattering of Spanish. Yep. That sounds like you're hitting Edward, honestly. <laughs> what did Edward do? Did he call somebody a, a puto or something? What the hell? So, um, <laughs> but back to everything going on. Um, we do have a Patreon. If- oh, yes. And before I forget, I actually loaded this up. Um, as of this post, this episode, um, 
Um, at about a dog one on Twitter has like only one follower, and Ashley doesn't count. So technically, we have no followers on Twitter. Um, it is out there. I post on it probably less than I should. Should that's on me. I admit it. Um, we also have eleven. Eight. Get down. Yes, we also have an eleven. We own eleven. Eleven is our cat. <laughs> yeah, eleven's our cat. Yeah, but Instagram, um, dear Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. We are at about a dog pod, and we've got. A few amount of followers. Um, I've tried boosting a couple of posts, and that's helped. Where'd she go? She's gone. She left. Come sit back down. Um, and our Facebook post, our Facebook page is um, exploding. Honestly, yeah, I you know I'm. I thank you first and foremost. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. We greatly appreciate um, all the likes and support and everything like that. Um, because when you do something like this, you put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know how it's going to be received. Honestly, seeing that many likes to me is being well received. So yeah, thank you, thank Danke, you, gracias, yeah, arigato gozaimasu, all yeah. of that, all of that. Um, but also, you know, this is all to help people understand that we're doing this so that people can learn about various different dogs that mm-hmm. are in desperate need of being saved. Because you know, a few times I'll get a a comment on some of our posts about, you know, I love my rescue dog. That's great. That's uh, fine. Well, I mean, like a famous comedian once said, that's fine. Whatever works for you, mm-hmm. you do you. We are not saying, um, what it was that something don't shop? Yeah, we are not going to say adopt don't shop. Oh, there it is. Or, you know... Adopting is the still equivalent of buying because you're still paying a fee. Look, we have purebred dogs plus I adopted my two dogs, okay? So we're not supporting nor um, disputing anything. No. Whatever works for you is perfect for you. It's your life. Right, and just as long as you do the research for whatever works for you. And, I mean, all of our cats are rescues of some sort. I mean, Nala was found on the streets and took me about a month to gain her trust. Oh, Aston was found behind oh, a gym. Oh, let me tell the story. And, um, no, and Eleven was <laughs> adopted. Like, we don't have the time, no. the way you tell it. And Eleven was technically adopted by Alice at Louisa County <laughs> Animal Shelter. That was a funny one. I come home and Ashley's not home and I remembered, oh yeah, she's going to go pick up. No, no, actually no, you surprised this on Well, because I said I was going to go look. Yeah, next thing I know, I hear, you know, you're on the phone, we have a cat. And in the background, I'm like, mew, 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 mew. And then Astrid was, and this is one of the few times, I have failed a lot academically and in life in general, but this is the first time I'm actually proud mm-hmm. to have been a failure. We were a foster failure for Thanksgiving for Astrid, and I'm sorry, she climbed my pants like I was a mountain and she was Bear grills. It was awesome. Yeah, and so what? a lot of things, um, we are in Virginia, and there's a lot of really, really, really great um, rescue and municipal shelters and things mm-hmm. like that. And we fully and 100% support Richmond Animal Care and Control. That kind of gives you an idea of where we are. Um, well, Richmond is the capital of this. Yeah. So, but I will um, say this. Um, going back to a point that Ashley made and a point that we've kind of driven home and rammed upside your heads on multiple occasions... Do your homework. Yep. I myself am familiar of at least one individual, um, and actually mm-hmm. knows of who I'm speaking, that um, was a less than reputable individual. Yeah. And
And that just proves that if you're going to go into a dog or a pet, any pet, yep. is an investment. It's a responsibility that you have to take. And in order to do that, you need to do the homework. You need to do the research. Yes, is it fun to create a Facebook page for your pet? Sure. But do the homework first before you actually set up the page. Right. And, and the whole thing is, is, you know, we have rescue animals. We uh-huh. have animals from breeders and we are technically breeders and the whole thing is is we want to make sure that whatever you do it's your choice and you just own up to that choice you do you and so if you comment on our page or whatever that you love your rescue dog that's fine we have no problem with it we have have a rescue dog too yeah i mean we've got a rescue dog and she'll be Featured heavily in, um, that's in an episode that's going to come out before this. And so it, it's one of those things where research is key. Mm. And just be good people. And this is where we're getting into what happened this week. Um, it was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And um, I was preparing to go to work. So naturally I'm dressed Nicely. Nicer than I would normally, like say for example, I normally don't like to wear a hoodie to work, but sometimes, you know, it's on certain days it's warranted. This was a non-hoodie day. Basically, this was a look nice kind of thing. Yeah. And I am out the front door and it's raining pretty badly. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, I look in the driveway as if it was waiting for me. There's this German Shepherd dog. And Mm -hmm. I go, hi. (laughs) And to see an unfamiliar German Shepherd in your property can mm. be a bit daunting. And we're not going to say anything, you know, breed-specific legislation, what have you. No, no, no. It doesn't work, but any time you see a strange dog in your property... Especially in your, a rural area like where we yeah, live. Your guard should immediately go up. Oh, yeah. And essentially, I was going to walk towards my car and call it a day, but this dog made the mistake of walking from my driveway towards the very busy road that you know was frequented by multiple individuals so immediately i'm thinking you know exclamation mark over my head there's a problem here because the dog could get struck by a vehicle and heaven forbid so um naturally at this point my phone's out and i'm Mm -hmm. recording and everything's fine everything's fine it keeps moving towards Mm -hmm. the left towards the side of our house everything's fine nothing's fine nothing's fine it's heading towards the chickens it's heading towards the chickens (laughs) and nothing is fine nothing is fine alert you know i immediately am you know going out over to where the chickens are and i'm in a defensive posture i'm holding my lunch and the chalice that i you know drink out of on a regular basis during these episodes And I'm, like, one-handed blocking, body blocking Mm -hmm. this dog. Um, And it got to the point where I just, I needed to do something. So I called animal control first. Yep. And um, I'm realizing I'm wasting too much time because I'm pretty much parading around this area Mm -hmm. of where the chickens live. And I realized I needed a backup. So Ashley got the call and I said, I need your help out here. Next thing I know, Alice is outside yep. in the backyard, and Ashley comes out, probably ill-dressed considering she's wearing shorts. I'm in my PJs, basically. <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops. Yes, mother, flip-flops. Oh, you honestly think she'll listen to this? I don't know. But just to be on the safe side, shorts and flip-flops. So she comes out with a lead, and um, mm-hmm. she 
manages to get this lead around this German Shepherd dog. Um, naturally, at first, she, um, there were no dangly bits, so not a male, she, um, freaks out a little bit because she's not used to the lead. Mm-hmm. And um, we managed, I had an epiphany. I said, okay, I've called animal control. Yep. So chances are they're going to be at least en route. We need a safe place to keep her. Mm-hmm. Our backyard is fenced in. It's like yes, maybe it's, half an acre, maybe? Yeah, it's just over half an acre that's fenced in. It's right. very secure. It's got a Hell, secure... Hell, our dogs can't get out of it. Yeah, it's a secure lock. It's over five feet, and it is basically not a straight line because hounds being hounds are very <laughs> clever, and once they think they can get over something, they're going to try they're it. They're going to maneuver it every time. So, I Michael mean, put this dog in the um, in fence. In the backyard, yeah. And I stood outside with it. I put Al in her crate. Which she promptly escaped from. Yeah, which she escaped from. But I'm standing out there in the rain, <laughs> just trying to keep this dog focused. And engaged. And engaged. Yeah. Because German Shepherd, trying to keep it engaged, very smart dog, and waiting to hear from animal control. But also, I'm trying to basically hedge my bets on a few things, and that is my... Friends on Facebook who well, are hurting did, dog people. One thing I want to mention is, I at this point, you made me go to work. Oh, yeah, I, I made him, yeah. It was, um, I had about an hour before I had to be where I needed to be. So, at this point, I'm on my way to work, but I'll be back in the story in a minute. So Yeah, so, try, I'm trying to keep the dog engaged. I'm taking photos of said dog, and... Um, Which we should probably make a note to post pictures of the dog again. With this episode. Yeah. And so I'm making, I'm taking photos of this dog, posting on Facebook, posting on local lost and found groups, Mm -hmm. and um, trying to get an idea of bloodline. Because the thing is, when you're dealing with a purebred dog that looks Mm well-bred, and this dog looked well-bred, nine times out of ten... You've got a very responsible breeder who Mm. wants to know everything about that dog and who really is concerned about what happens to that dog. So It's like an open adoption, basically. They still want to stay in communication. They keep in contact and there are contracts involved and things like that that you have to do. And so what I did is I know a few German Shepherd people. I also know a lot of herding dog people through mutual friends and Um, be it friends in the veterinary community, friends that have Australian Shepherds um, or other herding breeds, and trying to get an idea of the bloodline. And so the bloodline, we kind of figured out, is a West Germany show line. And it's um, she's very pretty and considered to be a longer-coated variety. She's a very friendly dog. Oh, yeah. I was trying to maneuver my way around. She was... Um, she wanted attention, she wanted affection, mm-hmm. and she wanted my lunch. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, she was she was very sweet. She had oh, yeah. to be owned by somebody. Good, solid temperament. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to keep this dog engaged. Also, meanwhile, trying to make sure that Alice isn't trying to raise holy hell inside of the house because she thinks, oh my God, mommy has abandoned me for another, so I must throw an awful temper tantrum. To believe it or not, Alice is very much like... Um, 
a suspicious um, significant other when, oh, yeah. when you're around another dog or go somewhere without her. It's like, who are you with? Where were you? Why did it take so long? Why, you know, what were you doing? And I why mean, wasn't I there? I came inside and she profusely smelled me as scent hounds do. do. Um, trying to figure out where I'd been, who I'd been with, and what was going on. So, so finally, um, we hear from Animal Control. I actually was arriving at work. Mm-hmm. When the call came in, and regretfully, um, Animal Control is familiar with us from another story, <laughs> um, you know, knowing that we had to protect the chickens. And I go, wow, yeah, okay. Which, it kind of <laughs> threw me off, but it made Ashley laugh. It made I, me laugh. I called her immediately afterward telling her to make sure that she's all right and properly dressed. Because still in my PJs. Because animal controls are coming. Mm-hmm. So um, at that point, I went on about my day and was expecting updates from Ashley, who you know was researching this as yeah. she does her due diligence. She does her homework. So and um, thankfully, animal control um, uh, sees the dog, and probably within under an hour, the dog was returned back to its rightful owner, and everything was fine. But. This is the thing, is, yes, we are breeders, yes, we have purebred dogs, but we would do the same for any animal on our property. We Mm. would want what's best for them at all times, and we put our bodies Mm -hmm. in danger Mm -hmm. by approaching a strange dog. Mm -hmm. Because we don't know what their intentions or what their mindset is. Yeah, or their vaccination history or anything like that, but... To me, the risk outweighed all of it. So yeah, the 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 benefit outweighed. The yeah, risk, yeah, the benefit was greater than the risk. And my knowledge of canine body language, seeing that this dog definitely looked afraid, it was either going to end up in one of two ways. Yeah, we would get, oh my god, I'm so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, or. It was going to end in a fear bite situation. Where one of us got bit. And a fear... I would rather take a fear bite situation as mm-hmm. opposed to straight aggression bite any day. Because a fear bite situation, it's going to be a bite and a let go. Mm. Pure aggression is going to be bite and keep and on coming. Clamp. And yeah. keep on coming and multiple bites over and over and over again. What's funny is, and this is actually not the first instance we've had a situation like this, a hunter's dog found their way into our little hound haven and honestly did not want want to leave. leave. In fact, the hunter was like, do you want her? Do you want her? And honestly, if Ashley had let me, I would have said yes right then and there. She was such a sweet dog. Yeah, and... But my knowledge of field line beagles was like, been down that road before, no. Well, not going to happen. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, she was a sweet girl, though. So, um, let's jump into our breed for today. That's interesting. What is our breed for today? Our breed for today... For this episode. For, for this episode... I'll say for this episode because I don't know what time of day most people yeah. are listening to this. this. They could be in their car. They could be at home sewing, as some people do. Yep. Um, you never know. Or doing cross-stitch like you do. Yeah. So, <laughs> our breed for today is yes. the otter hound. Otter so, hound. we are... I am a hound person. I've been a hound person. They have the cute little otter hands. No. Oh. Um, I've been a hound person ever since I can remember. I have an affinity for hounds. have always had an affinity for hounds. Specifically scent hounds. And otter hounds are one of those that they're just kind of different from 
a lot of your typical hounds. They are a rare breed from England. We are actually classifying them as popular for our alternation of oh, popular okay. versus... Popular versus less than well-known. So the yeah. next episode is going to be less than well-known. So, and the reason why we are considering them to be popular is that they are fully recognized by the American Kennel Club. Oh, so if they can compete, that means that they're yeah. popular. Okay, because they have the numbers here stateside. Yes. As we've so, discussed on numerous occasions. But they are considered to be what is known as a vulnerable breed in the UK. And so? A vulnerable breed in the UK means that their population... Mm-hmm is so low that they risk going extinct in their home country. Hmm. So they are very, very rare. And what is considered to be a vulnerable breed is a breed that comes from the UK. Hmm. It is a term that is exclusive for the UK and the Kennel Club, which is the UK organization. Do not get them confused with the UKC. The UKC and the KC are two separate organizations. Okay. The UKC stands for United yeah, Kennel, Kennel Club, Club, and they are based in the U.S. The KC is known as the Kennel Club, but it is for dogs that are in the U.K. So it can be a little confusing, but the determination is, if they are a breed that was developed in the U.K., mm-hmm. and they have a certain population based on litters and puppies born in that particular year, they are considered to be a vulnerable breed. Mm. And it basically means that the population is dipped to a point, to a threshold, that sustaining that population in a healthy way so that inbreeding doesn't take place Mm -hmm. is very difficult to do. With the population in the UK. It does not take into account numbers mm. outside of the UK. It only applies to numbers within the UK. They're tiny, tiny island out there. And it also only means breeds developed in the UK. By the way, I'm so, quoting a film. I'm not actually criticizing the island. So, you can have a breed like our breed, Hamilton Stobar. Mm-hmm. That has very, very, very low numbers in the UK, mm-hmm. but it will never be considered a vulnerable breed because it is not a breed developed, developed locally in, in the, the UK. Okay. So, the history is that it's been described in literature since the 12th century, and how they've been described since the 12th century is rough coated. Otter dogs of some sort. Don't know what they are, just that they are a rough-coated dog bred to hunt otters. Okay, so since they actually have a task or employment, they aren't a sign of status like the Pepillon was. Correct. They have a purpose. Mm. And they were true they were developed in the 18th century being a combination of bloodhound, the now extinct southern hound. Mm. And rough-coated French hounds. Now, France has a boatload of scent hounds. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are extremely rare. Mm. That sounds French. Yeah. They like like rare things. Well, quite frankly, it has nothing 
it's no fault of their own. It has a lot to do with class differentiation and well, a lot of wars and so, things like that. Yeah. So save the human, let the dog save yeah. for itself, basically. So otter hounds are supposedly a cross between bloodhound, rough coated French hounds, which um the theory is a breed called the Griffon Inverness. Mm-hmm. And they're a very rough-coated dog. And they actually do look like an otter hound. Mm -hmm. And then the now extinct southern hound. Otter hounds also have a little bit of history in another breed that we're going to cover later on. They are supposed to be one of the founders of the Airedale Terrier. And the Airedale is known as the King of Terriers. It's one of the tallest terriers. And the theory is is that the rough-coated otter hounds were crossed with some of the shorter-legged terriers Mm -hmm. to create this taller terrier. Because a lot of your terriers are much shorter. And Airedales are fairly large dogs. Um, Side note, my mom used to have an Airedale. His name was Ryan. And I want my mom to get an Airedale again. Mm -hmm. Um, Send photos. <laughs> Breeders, reach out. Yeah, please. <laughs> At Ashley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Give her information to send to her mother. Yeah, my mom's going to be retiring soon. She'll have all the time in the world. Um, There's a song cue if I ever heard one. So, otter hunting in the UK was done in a pack situation. See, that was what I was going to next ask. Mm-hmm. Um, if these guys were bred to hunt the poor otter. Yes, they were bred to hunt the otter in a pack, mm-hmm. and they, so they have... So, okay, are we talking, like, if this is a pack, this is a, like an army of dogs mm-hmm. and a few individuals on horseback. Yes. Ah, lovely. And it's very similar to um, foxhounds and fox hunting. Um, and actually, the first woman master of otter hounds mm-hmm. was Queen Elizabeth I. Cool. Um, but otter hunting peaked just before World War I. And the reason is because the otter population declined due to the otter hound being so good at the job mm-hmm. and due to water pollution. Hmm. Because You're talking like the Industrial Revolution? Yes. So the Industrial Revolution caused a lot of pollution. Did you just mean to rhyme like that? It just came out. <laughs> so, yay! Woohoo! You were a poet and you didn't know it. So... Who knew you could rhyme on time? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so... Maybe you can keep going, that's fine. No. <laughs> the So the otter hound, unfortunately, when the population of otters fell... Uh-huh. the otter hound had a dramatic slump in the popularity uh-huh. because no longer could packs of dogs be kept to sustain the population of otters. And also otter hunting was banned in the 1970s well, in both remember, England and Scotland. Like, memory serves correctly. I mean, this is... They, they banned fox hunting over there as well, correct? Yes, they banned fox hunting, and that was in the 90s. Um, but thankfully, because of what happened with the otter hound, what has happened with some of the fox hounds has not happened. Because 
what happened with the otter hound was once otter hunting was banned in the 1970s, these packs dispersed. And so these dogs were just sent off to random people. They weren't sent off to breed experts. They weren't sent off to people with the intention of breeding them. Most of the otter hounds that were dispersed were sent off to live out their lives as pets and they never contributed to the population. Hmm. So that's why so the they population... Out, yeah, they took them out of breeding population yep, too. They, the gene pool just slumped dramatically, but thankfully they were already in the U.S. Hmm. They were first exhibited in the AKC in 1907, prior to the ban of hunting otters in the 1970s. So what that means is the dogs here in the U.S. are, in a sense, helping to keep the population that's over in the U.K. right now Mm -hmm. alive because there's a lot more genetic diversity here in the U.S. as opposed to in the U.K. Yeah. So the first U.S. champions were owned and bred by a veterinarian Mm -hmm. in 1941. Mm -hmm. And again... Because the U.S. was not really impacted in the same way that European countries were impacted because of world wars, you know, their houses weren't being blown apart. Yeah. These kennels and stuff were allowed to continue to grow and otter hounds just continued to be exhibited. Mm-hmm. And so... Otter hounds in the U.S., you will see them at all of your major shows. You may not see them at your local shows mm-hmm. because, again, they're very, very rare. Yeah. Um, you might see them in hound specialty shows. And what a specialty show is, is a show that is just for a particular gre- breed or group. So, okay, this is just for, so, all right. I'm trying to think of an example here, honestly. Like, say if we were to hold one, it would only be for that particular breed only, no more, no less. Correct. Okay. So, if the Hamilton Stobart Club of America decided to hold a specialty, the only dogs that were allowed to show up are Hamiltons. Period. It would be a very lonely event. It would just be us. Staring at each other. Yeah. Kind of like we are now, except less dogs. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, no, more dogs, technically. We have less dogs now. Sorry. So the um, there's another the most famous group specialty is the Montgomery County show mm. in Pennsylvania, and it's just for terriers. So you're gonna see a boatload of terriers. Um, some of the more well known hound specialties is the Potomac Hound Club, and they hold their shows in January in Richmond. And, um... So by this time, it's already happened? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the thing is, is what happens with some of these group specialties, mm-hmm. your parent club, so like the Otterhound Club of America, will choose to have either a regional or national specialty held in conjunction at the same time as some of these group specialties. So you'll see a little bit more in a bubble and a big you know, more concentrated entry of otter hounds at that particular show. Mm-hmm. And so you'll still see them. There's a few otter hounds that have done extremely well 
in the past 20 to 25 years in the show ring in terms of um, group winning, group placing, multiple best in show winning. None have ever won best in show at, Wef at Westminster, but there has been a few that have gotten group placements at Westminster. So they've gotten either a group two, three, or four. I don't think any has won the group. But again, if I get it wrong, email me. We're human. Yeah, we, we can't help it. We're Americans. Yeah. As we, we often say. Um, go ahead and you know blurb the email address again. Yeah, um, email me at aboutadogpod at gmail.com. Gmail yeah. And I'll definitely correct myself. We'll we'll publicly do that in the yeah. next available episode because yeah. we know that we're not infallible. We aren't that arrogant. Yep. Um, we're Americans, so, but we're not that arrogant. Yeah. So today... Today. Otterhounds are generally used as pets, show dogs, and tracking dogs. And there's fewer than 800 otter hounds in the world. Mm. Now, to put that into comparison, yeah. fewer than 800 of these dogs in the world. Not in the U.S., not in the U.K., in the world. Mm -hmm. Put that into comparison. Hamilton's yeah. have roughly... Three to four thousand in the world, yeah. mostly population concentrated in Scandinavia. Right. So Hamiltons have way more dogs in the world than Otterhounds do. Right. But Otterhounds are fully recognized by the by AKC, AKC because they have the American numbers. They have the American numbers barely, but it's all a timing issue. Mm -hmm. So the Miscellaneous class and foundation stock service class and process is a relatively new process. Yeah. What used to happen is if you brought a new dog over, probably prior to like the 1980s, mm -hmm. and it was a new breed, you just showed a pedigree and was like, here you go, AKC, and they recognized your breed for you. Yeah. And there was no registration process or anything like that. There was no judge's education or anything. It was just like, here you go. <laughs> go you, out and play. <laughs> yeah, you fully recognize. Way to go. But now there's a more formal process. It started around the 1970s, 1980s, and it's gotten to what the process is now mm -hmm. of the FSS to miscellaneous to full thing now. So if the otter hound, for whatever reason, got pulled... Yeah from full recognition by the AKC, then they would have to go back through the, the same process all over again. The same process that Hamiltons are going through, which is foundation stock, miscellaneous, and then full. Yeah. And in in many ways, I wish some of these rarer breeds would go through that because then they would see some of the struggles that we have to go through, mm. even though our global population is more than enough. Is more than the Otterhound's population. Right. And the Otterhound population is one where I'm concerned. I am deeply, deeply, deeply concerned because if something were to happen to the population in the U.S., the breed would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, there would be no more Otterhounds to, to mm -hmm. see and speak of, which yeah. you know is one of the reasons why we're discussing them today. Exactly. We don't want any breed to go extinct mm. and um a lot of breeds have gone extinct which you know is sad it's sad and if this 
you know, is an effort to hopefully prevent that, then yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing is, is this breed, I can only think of why people would not want to own them. And it's a couple of reasons. And today, not owning them in many ways could be cosmetic. They are a scruffy-faced, large dog. They've got a lot of coat. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a terrier-like texture. It's a rough coat. Um, they are a hound, so they can be a bit on the stubborn side. <laughs> they can be a bit on the loud side. Um, but if you're willing to put those things aside and willing to um, deal with the houndiness, which in my mind is like, you got to have a sense of humor to to own any scent hound. To, so true. To own any scent hound, you have to have a sense of humor, and you cannot own one and be harsh. Especially considering, you know, the lengths they would go to. I mean, mm-hmm. Alice has... I mean, we have to get locking trash cans. Oh, yeah. And, in and, order to prevent her from digging in. Yeah, and pretty much all scent hounds are going to work for their nose... And they're going to be kind of blinded by their nose at times. <laughs> but with otter hounds, the main reason that I could see people not wanting to own them could be size, coat, and stubbornness. Mm. Now, stubbornness can be avoided because, as hounds... They are bottomless pits for treats, so mm. you can easily work around that stubbornness. In other words, food motivation. They are very, very, very food motivated, so you can easily train them to do things with that food motivation. Sit, stay, lay down. Oh, yeah. And I could easily see these guys being wonderful therapy dogs, being wonderful service dogs in the right hands mm-hmm. because their temperament. Yeah. It's like all scent hounds. Just very easygoing, very sweet, very lovable, very huggable. Mm -hmm. And they are that perfect size where you just want to hug them. And that's just the breed. And I think if people saw the breed more and was around them more, I think they would become more popular. Um, But... Unfortunately, they're kind of spread out in pockets in the U.S. They are extraordinarily rare in the U.K. Mm. I think a few are in Canada. And then elsewhere, you'll be lucky to see a few of them. Um, They are fully recognized by the FCI. uh, But to see them at a world show or even the Euro show is going to be... Very, very, very difficult. Have we covered the meaning of the FCI acronym? Yes, we have. Okay. Yeah, it's French. Well, French, but they're oh. based in Belgium. Okay, yeah, we discussed this during the Pepignon, didn't we? Yep. Okay. So, the Otter Hound, in terms of today, I could definitely see them becoming more versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of them hold tracking titles. I think some of them are doing therapy dog work. Mm -hmm. I think some are maybe doing nose work. um, And warming sofas and being show dogs. And there's... (laughs) Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) So, we're at that point. Already? Uh Uh-huh. Really? We're at that point. Would you own one? Um... 
while you were discussing it, and I think this probably should be a common practice moving forward, um, I researched um, some images in regards to this, and um, wait, whose turn is it? I don't think it matters at this point. I don't Are remember. You sure, because I think it's your turn. Well, fine. Um, the grooming alone, I think, is a problem for me. Um, it's a lot of hair, mm-hmm. um, and if it's a lot of hair to groom, that's a lot of hair to go everywhere to continue with the rhyming theme. Well, they are a rough-coated dog, so more than likely in terms of grooming, it would be more like a terrier, a rough-coated terrier to groom, which would be less shedding. Yeah, but still, that's a lot of primping and prepping mm-hmm. if you're going to competitively show this dog. Mm-hmm. If you're just going to keep it as a pet then that's possible. But if you're asking me, mm-hmm. considering we show dogs, mm-hmm. would I have this dog to compete under our roof? The answer is no. It's because of the grooming issue, mm-hmm. honestly. I'll admit it. I can be lazy. Okay, that's true. But at the same time, who has also had to practically bathe Rolo after he came in from a muddy outing outside? Yeah. That would be moy. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't like giving him a bath unless I absolutely positively have to. Um, don't get me wrong. It does look like it's a very, very lovely dog. I'm not going to dispute that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to treat this like I would other people's children. It's a very nice child. Now go back to your parents. <laughs> go back to your parents. I want to no. go home now. No, I get it. I get it. Okay. Redirect. What about you? Would you own one? Nope. And defend why. So, it's grooming is, is a definite thing. Because of that coat and because Ooh, of that, I would need to get with someone who knows the breed and knows mm-hmm. the breed well and would have to mentor to know how to groom that dog in a very breed-specific way right. so that I don't over-groom it, so that I don't do those things. Well, I mean, from my perspective, I, you know, am the... I really hate to classify myself as the muscle here, but let's face it, when we're we're in Florida or anything mm-hmm. like that, I'm hefting the heavy load. Mm-hmm. That involves a lot of carrying from point A to point B, which usually is the car in a very far away place, mm-hmm. to B, where we actually are set up. My point, I see people mm-hmm. in their little cubbies and mm-hmm. areas where they set up. Yeah. And they are primping and they are having mm-hmm. their dog, t- you know, on the little the grooming, grooming table. table that we have mm-hmm. one of. Um, and that dog is there and they're just, you see blow dryers and mm-hmm. the dog is just standing there. And I'm like, oh my God, that looks exhausting. I'm glad I don't <laughs> have to do that. Well, and to me, so... <laughs> I'm sorry to other people. I mean, you love your dog, you love your breed. I don't fault you. I just don't mm-hmm. want to groom your dog. <laughs> well, and so to me, I find some grooming therapeutic. Like, there is something that is oddly therapeutic of just pulling a straight blade comb through the dog's coat. Now, would I want to do that with a big-ass scent hound that mm-hmm. has a rough coat mm-hmm. after a rainstorm. Mm-hmm. I'm soaking wet, pissed off. Because had... our backyard, you may not know this, our backyard, it's lovely when it's dry. When it's wet, it's a fucking bog. Yeah, it's right now it is a bog. And part Ooh. of why I love the winter in some ways is... It freezes the mud. It That's fr- why I like it. It freezes the mud and the snow covers the mud. Period. Which is a temporary like yeah. band-aid that once the snow melts, the band-aid's ripped off and right. you're still left with mud. So, I would not own one. And also, think of all of the dirt 
and grime and mess. Mm-hmm. So we have a communal water bowl. Yeah. Think of that with an otter hound. Think of all of the water inside that beard and sloshing and spilling all over, collecting in that rough face and collecting and going down the hallway. Mm, I'm thirsty. I will never own a breed that drools, <laughs> nor will I ever own a breed that has that kind of face that just collects water everywhere and you have to worry about that beard getting dirty and getting all covered in crap. I don't know how schnauzer people do it. Y'all are saints. The, the, I don't know very how carefully. Yeah. I don't know how old English sheepdog people do it mm-hmm. because that's white. <laughs> um, I don't know how some of some people do it because it would drive me up the wall. You know what I'm actually impressed by in regards to and this is mildly off topic, but in regards to grooming I'm actually impressed by anyone who owns an Afghan hound because I used to know somebody who they did as employment. They groomed these particular dogs and this dog would come in and I guess she was so methodical or whatever. She actually got like tendonitis in her hand Mm -hmm. from grooming an Afghan hound. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is for me with an otter hound, it would be one of those where... I would be so paranoid with it mm-hmm. that I would treat it like how I did when I was showing clumbers, and that would be put them in booties up to their elbows, put them in a basically a doggy wetsuit <laughs> to the point where all you see is a head poking out. Dive, dive. That way they stayed clean. Mm-hmm. They, But then to me, I'm like, are they really enjoying themselves? Are they really having fun? And then... After their show career is over, that doggy wetsuit comes off, and then you got to deal with that for the rest of their lives? No, thank you. Because, yeah, that's my barometer, honestly. If it's close to looking like an Afghan or a clumber, then it's going to be a no. I don't want... I, I spent an awful lot of time cleaning this house recently. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I honestly do not want... I mean, I see... Any speck or uh, of dirt or mud that is tracked in from a dog or even cat puke, or as we call them, refunds. Because um, essentially we buy the food and they, you know, refund mm-hmm. it back to us. Um, I get mildly irritated because mm-hmm. it's like, I just cleaned here. Yeah. I just made this nice and clean for us and everybody who may come and visit. You went and fucked it up. Yeah. So I guess for us we that's Comfort. my foot comfortable yeah yeah, Are you really? yeah I'm propping my feet up what, on my knee apparently yeah gotta prop my feet up um continue on there so we're in agreement on this we're, yeah the answer is no yeah the answer is a no so we once know. again it's it's shock I think we need to keep tally on this honestly <laughs> we need to research this and and which means we'll probably have to go back into our backlog so far of, of six episodes leading up to this. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a no for both of us. Yeah. We've known one. Um, but if you feel that it suits your needs and you're willing to go through all of it and go through all of that particular breed's needs, go for it. But, again, do breed, your research, breed, do your homework. Breed's knees. Yeah, breed's knees. You sound oh. like bee's knees. Oh. No, 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 you didn't say anything wrong. No, I'm no, comparing it to what it sounds like, but... One thing, and Michael's going to get a little bit serious here, folks. Um, this is our opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is all we are doing. We are we never claim to be experts. Nope. Though Ashley has more dog knowledge in her head than <laughs> I have in my pinky. Um, but let's face it, we are not experts. What we say doesn't work for us. Something else may work better for you. 
do the homework, do your research. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to adopt and not shop, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to actually go to, I mean, however you get the dog, we don't care. Just do we, your research and, right. and basically... Put be, in the work. Yeah, and be willing to... Enter into a monogamous responsibility relationship mm-hmm. with this pet because it is going to change your life. This for is the rest li- of its life. This is a life-changing event for you. This is not a type, you know... Owning a dog, owning a cat, owning any kind of animal is not a situation where, oh my God, I've gotten a baby, I gotta get rid of it. Or, yeah, gotten a baby. Like, or I had a baby, or adopted a baby, or um, my boyfriend doesn't like the dog, or something like that. No, no, those are not excuses. Those are not valid to me. The only valid reason that I will Accept. accept. In surrendering an animal, mm-hmm. either back to the breeder or to a shelter, mm-hmm. is medical. Yeah. In terms of, not for the animal, no. <laughs> in terms of if you have a child, yeah. or if you are a person and all of a sudden you develop severe allergies and it no. becomes harmful to your health to own and cannot be medicated or something along those lines, or you do not want to put a toddler through allergy shots... Or if, say, you own a cat and the woman becomes pregnant and the male in the relationship, if there is one, has to tend to the litter box or anything like that. Well, I mean, see, for me... That's that mitigating would, circumstances. Yeah, I mean, if for whatever reason and you're a single parent and you're pregnant and you can't clean a litter box or whatever, that to me would be a medical reason or you don't you don't want to harm the cat's psyche by making it learn how to take a crap on a uh, toilet. I've seen cats who do that. That is an actual thing. Yeah, and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. We tried most, it with... Most times it doesn't, unfortunately. Because yeah. Some... I've actually seen this system where they try to um, base this on like a traffic light, red, yellow, green, in regards to the levels that this cat can do it. I don't recall anyone ever purchasing this system, yeah. if I'm honest. It's cute to look at, but I don't think it works. Yeah, so just as long as you're doing your research, that's the key thing. Do your due diligence. And as long as it works for you, that's fine. Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. And dogs are not commodities. So no, they're not. if, for whatever reason, you get a dog and it doesn't start winning in the show ring, that's not a reason. It's not the dog's fault, It's honestly. not the dog's fault. It's... You know, it, it's doing its best to make you happy. Yeah, or if you get a puppy and they say, oh, you know, can you try showing it? The whole thing is, is try. Yeah. And if for whatever reason the dog doesn't like it and doesn't take to it. It's not the dog's fault. It's not Some, the dog's fault. Some, sometimes that just it just doesn't work out. I and mean, sometimes they love it. Sometimes they, they hate don't. it. Part and, of actually helping them to like it is actually making it fun. Yeah, make it fun and just do your homework, please. And lastly, as ever, as ever, please, please, please please go hug your dog. Go hug your dog. They love you. They really love you.